0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. I'm your host today, Will McElroy, and I'm joined with us by two students. The first one is Caroline Leibel. What's up, Caroline? Hey. Caroline, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, I just graduated from TCA, and I'm going to Baylor in the fall.
0: Come on. And you start, like, as we're recording today, you start, like, next week, right?
1: On Thursday. On
0: Thursday. Okay, coming up quick. And Andrew Bush is with us today. Andrew?
2: I just graduated from Highland Park, and I'm also be a freshman at Baylor, and okay. I also leave Thursday. Wow, Three coming A's. up
0: quick, guys. Mm-hmm. Good luck, <laughs> have fun. And then we're also here with a former Baylor mm-hmm. graduate. Graduate. When did you leave for college, Jim Wimberly?
3: Well, I graduated from college in 1963.
0: <laughs> okay, so it was. And a,
3: it actually took me about five years to get out. So uh,
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I started in '58, got wow. out in '63. So. That's awesome.
0: I love that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Jim. Um, Thank you for coming on Uh, podcast. You've been just, I I know this is the first time that we've probably ever sat down and talked, but I've just admired you from afar. I think I joined staff here at Watermark right as you were leaving and just your legacy here has uh, been unparalleled in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. of just the way people talk about you. But I would love to hear just, you know, before we even record, before we even get into the conversation, I'd love to hear a little more about, about your life of just maybe where you grew up, how long you've been married. I know you said you went to Baylor and what you did as far as career goes. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. I uh, grew up in San Angelo, Texas and, uh, uh, Judy and I met at Baylor and, uh, graduated from Baylor and we moved to Dallas and, uh, I worked in the business world for 40 years and, uh, we have four children and we have 14 grandchildren, which God has really blessed us. And, uh, uh, then after i left the the business world uh i came on staff at watermark and uh uh todd wagner and called me one day and asked if i'd come uh on staff for 2 years and that ended up being 18 years oh wow and uh i left staff when i turned 80 so i've been off staff almost 3 years now
0: so. yeah wow man that is awesome what have you been doing the last 3 years
3: well, still really involved with uh, things here at Watermark. Uh I have a group of guys we meet on Thursday night called the Mighty Men in the Making and then uh, uh Judy and I still do things with the the marriage ministry and uh do other ministry type things. I I actually am doing a funeral up here tomorrow, so uh still involved in in things like that. So
0: I love that. I love that. Well, Jim, thank you. Thank you for your time. I think through these questions, we'll get to hear even more of your story um, later on. But um, the f- first thing we're going to ask you, Jim, is I mean, I know you when, when I emailed you this podcast, is just really teenagers seeking wisdom from someone in the older generation. But uh, before we even get to questions that will hopefully just where you can share some of your wisdom, I, I think the the teens wanted to to Share some of their wisdom, you know. And we start every podcast by asking a icebreaker question uh, to to whoever we're talking with. And so we've met with Blake Holmes and TA and asked them some slang. Where the teenagers they come up with some relevant slang terms that are being used today. And uh, I know you have grandkids, probably teenage, college age, right? And so you need to stay up to date with the slang, Jim. Right. And so uh, I don't. We'll see what they come up with. But I'd love for you to try to try to guess what 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 the slang term means in it so Andrew don't you have a a term for us we got one so Caroline and
2: I we came up with
0: a slang word the word is talk
2: spelled t-o-x and I'll use it in a sentence Caroline that was mad talk that you didn't invite me to your birthday last week
0: did you catch any of that
3: well he's definitely upset
0: (laughs) yeah he's upset yeah (laughs) what do you do you think that's what how would you define talks, Andrew? Is that your final answer, Jim? Is, well, that would be. <laughs> you're yeah. upset, yeah.
2: I would say that's pretty good. I would I would say like just I mean, obviously toxic is short for toxic, so T O X, T O X I C. So Yeah.
0: So it's not just that you're upset.
2: Like that was more is it like it's more of it's toxic of that person
0: rather than you being upset yourself. Yeah. Like she was in the wrong. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caroline, anything you'd add to that definition?
1: I think that's pretty good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Jim. Any is there any slang? You I know we asked you. It's okay if you can't if, can't think of anything. But back in the 50s or 60s, any slang that y'all use that, that maybe these guys wouldn't know?
3: Well, I can't think of any right offhand, but I know one thing that one of my grandsons is always having me do a handshake with slime. So uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> with slime? Yeah. Like the just well, the slime, it's a, whatever.
3: It's uh it it ends up de- being how you doing, slime. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I
0: don't know if I've heard have oh, you heard know, that line? one? Yeah, the slime? was oh <laughs> that's a thing? Yeah. Man, hey, I guess I'm the one learning stuff today. <laughs> I've never heard that, but okay. Well <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm learning stuff here. But okay, Jim, um man, I, I think Really, the, I, I'm grateful for you and and just the time on this podcast. I think. Um, do Do you mind me asking how old you are?
3: Uh, I am 82. 82. I'll be 83 in December. So
0: 82. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have. Uh, a hundred years of just experience at this table <laughs> most of it on your end but they're 18 and that adds yeah. up to a uh, hundred and i think mm-hmm. man it will be so valuable just uh for these guys just to ask you questions and for whoever's listening just to hear the the, the wisdom and what, what you've learned and in, in your 82 years of life and so uh I, i'll pitch it to to andrew and caroline just to Ask you questions and uh love to hear your thoughts on just what, what the Lord's taught you um over the past eighty-two years. So uh Andrew, I think you you have the first question.
2: Yeah, let's get right into it. So the first question I have is what do you find most challenging about life right now?
3: Well, um, if you were to read Ecclesiastes 12, it talks about our bodies wear out as we get older. And uh, uh, my wife, Judy, and I are beginning to experience that now is that we spend a lot of time going to the doctors. And uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, just a lot of different uh, trips to the hospital and uh, things like that. And, uh, uh, you know, as Solomon was talking about that, uh, he just had a he had a word to the youth. He said at the latter part, after he was talking about your body's wearing out, he said, don't let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your creator. says, honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, life is not pleasant anymore. And, uh, you know, Judy and I wouldn't say that life isn't pleasant anymore, but life is a lot more difficult when you get old.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Andrew, Caroline, what? I'm curious to hear what you guys would answer to that question of just what's the most challenging part about being in your youth, about being 18?
2: Yeah, I'll give that one an answer. So I'd say right now, it's just a big transition period. So things are rapidly changing from uh, high school to college. And just saying goodbye to a lot of people right now from high school that I've been friends with for a while. Uh, I said goodbye to a lot of friends yesterday. And then also just venturing into the unknown, like going off to college, I don't really know what's next uh, in store for me, Mm. but I know it's just a good chance to turn on to the Lord and put all my worries on him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to say like trusting that God is truly in control because it's kind of, it feels like a time of turmoil when you're going into something that's completely different than where you've been and just like trusting the Lord with um, just the people you're going to meet when you go to college and just like saying goodbye to people that you've known forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
3: Do you do you have a next question, Caroline?
1: I do. Um, I wanted to ask who sticks out as being an early influence in life
3: It was uh it was my track coach, a guy by the name of Coach Purser. And I grew up in a non Christian home and I did not have a lot of encouragement uh at home. And uh uh this this coach was a guy that saw me running and uh, just in a PE class. And he said, you would really be good at running distance races. And it was really the first person that ever had shown any faith or confidence in me. And so he brought me on the track team. And uh, as a result, I did I did well in track. But I think that that was a catalyst just to know that I could do something. So
0: mm. Did you come to know the Lord in high school?
3: Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I uh, I came to know the Lord uh, actually seven years after we were married. And, uh, you know, I had uh, dated girls in, uh, in high school and gone to church with them and actually had been baptized a couple of times. Uh, and I knew the story. Uh, but i did not uh have heart change and i did not follow follow christ mm-hmm. and uh uh so when i went to uh judy's father you know that was the first thing he asked me was was i a believer and i said yes and i promised to take her to church and uh which i did for about 6 months after we got married and uh i didn't like it and so i stopped going and it was actually through a fellow in Campus Crusade for Christ shared a little booklet uh, called The Four Spiritual Laws, that that little booklet now is called Connecting with God. And just reading that little booklet, uh, I recognized that I was a sinner in need of a Savior, and I prayed one evening in our car that God would forgive me, come in and change me, and make me the man that He wanted me to be. And that was a life-changing moment.
0: Mm, Love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, Andrew, I think you got another question, right?
2: I do. So my next question is, what character qualities did you find that led to lasting friendships?
3: Well, I think that uh, faithfulness to me is probably uh, the greatest thing because, uh, you know, a faithful friend sticks with you, you know, a faithful wife sticks with you and uh you know i i would say another character quality and it's one that i'm really praying that god will help me with right now is kindness because uh uh i i tend to uh uh well actually one of my sin struggles is anger and uh, no one likes to be around a hothead and so uh uh, I have a tendency to be a hothead, and uh, so I just pray that God will help me to be kind instead of being a hothead. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. What is it, just to build off that question, what does it look like? I know you said faithfulness is like the character quality you need for a friend. What does it look like to be a faithful friend?
3: Well, I, I think a faithful friend uh, accepts you regardless of you know, what you've done, what happens. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna stick with you uh through the thick and the thin. And uh, you know, they're gonna be with the with you to support you. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Love that.
1: Yeah. Um I what is a habit that you wish you would have established sooner or a habit you wish you would have quit earlier?
3: Well, uh habit that I wish I had established earlier is uh actually journaling God's Word. And uh, I I picked that up probably about 30 years ago. And actually, I got the habit from Judy. But uh, each day, uh, uh, as we read God's Word, and Judy and I, uh, actually, we're following the journey is what we're going through. And so each day as we uh, are in 1 Samuel right now, I just pray, God, show me uh, uh, in this passage what you would have me to pray for myself and my family. And uh, and I pick that out and, and journal it. And uh, like in today's passage, it's that uh, Jonathan and an armor bearer were uh, going into the Philistine camp and uh, they just reminded each other that... Uh, Uh, God can do anything, you know, he doesn't need a lot of troops, you know, he can win a battle uh, just with a small number. And, uh, you know, just reminding myself and praying that all of our family will remember that, you know, with God on our side, who can be against us? And the answer to that is no one. Mm,
0: I wanted to hear y'all's thoughts to that question too, of if you were if you could go back to your 15-year-old self, 16-year-old self or three, three years ago, what, uh, what habits do you wish you would have started?
2: Um, well, I'm actually going to answer the second part of that question, which says habit that you would have quit sooner. And something I wish I would have quit sooner is comparing myself to people around me. Whether that be comparing myself to people in the church or people at school or people in any sort of activity. I think that um, the sooner you stop comparing yourself to other people and start comparing yourself to Jesus Christ, life becomes so much better. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um,
1: Something I wish I would have started sooner was writing down my prayers because um, then like a year or two later, I can go back and see the Lord's faithfulness. Because sometimes I think it's hard to recall in the moment times um, that he's been faithful, like specific times. So having that and being able to go back and see how the Lord has answered prayers has been really cool. Yeah.
0: That's so good. That's so
2: good. Andrew? So my next question is, would your 16-year-old self be proud of who you are today? And if so, or if not, why?
3: Well, uh, as I mentioned, I was not a not a believer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I would probably fall in the category of a juvenile delinquent. And in fact, my mother was always saying uh that, you know, we're gonna send you to reform school in Gatesville. <laughs> and uh Luckily, they never sent me, but I uh, I had numerous encounters with the law, you know, growing up in high school. And and so I think the amazing thing is uh, that 16-year-old self would be amazed that uh, I am following Christ and I'm a changed person from what mm-hmm. I was back then.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Wait, Andrew, Caroline, what would— How would y'all answer that? I know that's just two years ago, but what Um, would your sophomore, junior self think of you now?
2: I think my faith has gotten much stronger. I'm obviously nowhere near perfect, but I think um, like when I was 16, I wasn't like uh, getting in my Bible. I wasn't getting in the word every day. And that would definitely be a goal of mine when I was 16. Um, Also, I've gotten free from a lot of my anxieties and just um, people pleasing. And just like I said earlier, comparing myself to people. So I think... I think my 16 year old self would be pretty proud of the improvement I put in in two years. Yeah. I still got a lot, a lot of ways to go, but I think I'd be proud.
1: Yeah. Mine is similar. I feel like at 16, something I struggled a lot with was people pleasing. And I feel like I'd be like, and just being shy in general. So I feel like my 16 year old self would be kind of like amazed at like how far I've come, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, for what it's worth, I think. Did I meet both of y'all when, I don't, I don't know. I definitely met you when met you were me when 16. I, was 16. And I feel like I knew of you. Hey, I'm proud of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Appreciate like I've it. known y'all the last two years <laughs> and I, I'm proud of y'all. Uh, Caroline, you have another question, right?
1: Yes. Um, I want to know, how does God bring things to your attention?
3: Well, I would say the primary way he does is through his word. And uh, I would say uh, probably close to that is through my wife. Uh, and uh, and i'd say also through community mm. and uh uh you know i'd just say you know don't make decisions in isolation you know you need to you need to bounce them off of of people mm. and uh, just say uh does this uh seem like a good idea is this in accordance with god's word i mean you know even now before i send a text or before i send a uh instagram i have judy look at it because there's no telling what i might say and and so it's mm. good to have just somebody editing and just saying uh uh hey i wouldn't say that if i were you
0: yeah 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 community it's so so valuable. Did you have, once you became a believer, would you say you've had community in your life ever since you started following Jesus?
3: Yeah, we've had tremendous community. Uh, uh, in the early days, we were part of uh, actually Bent Tree Bible Fellowship started mm-hmm. in our living room. Really, And, uh, you know, we got in a group of people that uh, we actually still meet on Monday nights and pray. And, uh, so we have been meeting for over 50 years, uh, together and, uh, you know, we have grown old together and, you know, we've gone on trips together and, uh, uh, we have, um, uh, you know, bounced, uh, things off of each other of what we're going to do. And, you know, I remember, uh, one time I was going to go into a coin laundry with, a a fella that was really a great guy, but he was not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they would they had said, I wouldn't do that, Judy said, I wouldn't do that. And then the very Sunday that I was gonna sign the papers, the pastor at the church, uh, you know, went through that passage in First Corinthians says, mm-hmm. Don't be unequally yoked. And, you know, God finally got my attention, but you know, I had the input of a lot of different people along with God's word Mm. saying, don't do it.
0: Yeah, man. I love that. That's so encouraging. 50 years of of this community is awesome. Uh, Um, let's keep going. Andrew, you have another question?
2: Yes. This is my last question. How has your view and desire of heaven changed as you've gotten older?
3: Um, well, I think that, uh, you know, I'm looking a lot more forward to heaven, uh, than I was, uh, many years ago because I wasn't thinking about it, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, you know, Judy and I talk about it, you know, quite a bit. We read about it and, uh, there's a great book on heaven by Randy Alcorn that has Charles Spurgeon's sermons and, and he makes commentaries on that. But, uh, you know, that's probably one of our favorite books to read mm. right now. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, uh, Uh, actually, I'm doing a funeral tomorrow of a guy that's in heaven. And so uh, just thinking that uh, life here on earth is great, but, uh, you know, we can't imagine what heaven is going to be like. Mm. And uh, so, you know, looking forward to that.
0: How, how often would you say you think about it? I know it may be hard to put like a number on it, but is it always on your mind or maybe like once a week, I like think about it a little bit or.
3: No, I would say daily, really? you know, we, we think about it and even talk about it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you say, do you, do you wish you would have thought about it more when you were my age or when you were 45 uh, or.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it gives you a perspective of that. uh, uh you know the only thing important in life is what you do with Jesus, you know because everybody's dying, and uh uh you know we're either gonna go to heaven or go to hell mm. and uh uh that's the important thing of you guys of just sharing the good news of Jesus with your friends uh because you want' them to be in heaven with you mm. and uh I know that's one thing I've told friends, hey uh you know. I just tell you this because I want you to be in eternity with me because I really enjoy you.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. And That's encouraging. Thanks for sharing, Jim. Um, Caroline, you have one more question, right?
1: Yes. Um, what is a prayer that God answered in a way that you didn't expect?
3: Well, I think, uh, and and Judy and I were talking about this last night, but I think the the greatest prayer that he's answered that we didn't expect was me coming on staff at watermark because, um, in the, I guess from midlife on, you know, we began to pray, uh, second Timothy four, seven and eight, that God would allow us to finish, uh, life's race. Well. And, uh, uh, then in 19, 19- You know, uh, 99 or 2000, the company I was with got bought out. And uh, just thinking, you know, what's next after that? I'd been in the business world for 40 years, and is it retirement? And I didn't want to retire, and I'd had a business that I'd been in before. I thought I might go back into that. But that's when, you know, Todd called and said, would you come on church staff? And I had never imagined coming on a church staff. And uh, let me tell you, it's been the greatest 18 years of my life of doing that. So, uh, you know, it was just uh, when we pray, God works. And, uh, you know, God answered that prayer in a remarkable way.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's good. So good. Well, Jim, I have um, one one last question that I want to ask really. Well, one, one question for you guys, Andrew, Caroline, and then would love to hear your thoughts on on their answers to it. But I, I wanted, Jim shared the hardest part about uh growing older um at the start of the podcast. I, w- I want you guys to tell us, what do you think is the most challenging part about, I know you guys said for your life specifically, like challenging part was going off to college uh, and uh, and just the unknowns and trusting in the Lord. But what would you guys say more broadly speaking, looking around to teenagers right now, whether that's Younger siblings or just friends. What do you guys think is the hardest part about being a teenager today? I, I know I didn't ask you guys that up front, so if you need a second to think about it, don't But Andrew, are you going to say something?
2: I just think like I was touching on earlier, just constantly comparing yourself to other people. I think with social media, people often see like the highlights of other people's lives, and it leads to just people um, longing and wanting for wanting for more and constantly comparing themselves to others. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads to a lot of like anxiety, depression, and a lot of things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Caroline, would you add anything?
1: Um, I was gonna say like feeling like you can't do anything about your faith in the sense that like, oh, I'm gonna wait until I get older to start sharing the gospel or to do this. Or I'm gonna wait till I go to college to like get into my faith. But like, the time is now, and like, you do have importance, and there is value in like putting effort into your faith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Jen, I, w- I wanted to close by you. I mean, just I think they both summed it up. Do, do you have grandkids around their age?
3: Uh, yes, we do. We have five grandkids in college. So. Oh, really? OK.
0: Yeah. So even in thinking about their lives and just what's hard, I'm sure to some degree the challenges are the same as when you were a teenager and to some other degree it may be completely different, you know, but just what advice would you give to I mean, these two or your grandkids or really any teenager listening, just as you look at the the scene and setting today of like problems that teenagers are facing today, what, what advice would you give them as, we, as yeah. we close?
3: Well, I just think that it's uh probably easy to drift away from God, you know, when you go off to college. And that would be by friends that you maybe choose to hang around with and groups that you might join. And I would just say, you know, uh, purpose to hang around with people that follow hard after Jesus and, you know, get involved in groups, uh, uh, Christian groups. And, uh, you know, just stay close to God during this time, because it is a time that uh, you're going to be bombarded with different views than, uh, you know, what you've been taught in your family.
0: Mm, That's all good. That's so good. Jim, thank you for coming on. Uh, it means a lot that you would take your time out of your day and just answer these questions, and uh, thank you. Andrew, Caroline, thank you all, too. Um, excited to hear how, how Baylor goes uh, this next semester. But um, Well, everyone, that, that just concludes another episode of the Watermark Students podcast. As I always say, if, if you like the episode, go ahead and just smash the subscribe button, leave a review, share it with a friend, do all the things, and uh, as always, we will see you next time.